Michael Goose Lindsay. The brackets are busted. Guys, what is going on today? Uh, living the dream up here in Crossville. I still have my national champion alive, so I still can win all my bracket pulls. <laughs> Not Tennessee. Yep. Well, uh, you know, I, I wanted to make sure to get everybody on the podcast tonight. You know, we got some storms coming in tomorrow. I didn't want us to no-show our uh, podcast this week like Tennessee no-showed the NCAA tournament. Imagine imagine thinking Tennessee would make it like to the Sweet 16. Many people said they would. I'm like, are you people clinically insane? <laughs> Maybe they had tickets. Golly. I actually, my break had them losing second round, but first round ain't a huge difference. Hey, Rick Barnes, though, great coach. Five million a year. Yep. Great, great job. Yep, sure glad we're paying him to uh, coach us up for a bunch of mid-range jumpers. Let's try to pound it inside to some god-awful posts. Um, I'm sure glad we play great defense. Oh, wait, we can't score. Hey, at least we freed we freed Euros. Euros got the start. I'm glad he started for us. Man, it's uh, not been a great little stretch here for the balls. Nope. And then we lose our top assistant to Georgia Mason. Of all uh -huh. places. Well, you know, um, I'm assuming that Kim English was, was wanting to hop back in the coaching game. And, you know, it could, be, it could be a lot worse places to go. Speaking of VFLs who are out of the coaching game, Jay uh -huh. Graham, how's it doing? Come on down. Uh, sounds like Jay Graham is not going to be coaching for a little bit. So Jay Graham might have been in that McDonald's bag as a cash game. He's got to get his mind right. I bet he's glad he talked crap about Tennessee on Twitter. Interesting. Yeah, it's not been a uh, – I mean, Tennessee athletics, it seems like anything they touch at this point tends to fall apart. Vault Twitter kept receipts on Jay Graham. Yeah, I don't want to hear. I don't want to welcome him back and forget him like, nah, dude. You're from here and you try to pull that crap on Twitter and then get fired from Alabama a month later. Get out of here. At least we got Tony Vitello and the yep. baseballs go beast Glad mode. we got a baseball team to watch because otherwise I would be off the deep end. So speaking of the baseball balls, um, what do we think about the balls early on this and this young? Well, I guess it's not even young anymore, but in yeah, this we're in SEC season, play now. It's gone quick. Took two from Georgia. We're we're top ten in the country. I don't know how to be top ten. So you got a big stretch coming up, obviously, for the balls. Um, you know, a lot of their out of conference baseball schedule. Let's just say it left a little bit to be desired. Um, but big games coming up. Uh, they just played uh, Eastern Kentucky last night, uh, who actually pulled an upset against LSU earlier in the season. And speaking of LSU, uh, that's who they've got this weekend uh, at Knoxville. Uh, this will be a pretty big matchup for them to kind of determine you know, are they going to stay in this race or when the big yeah. dogs finally come out, are they going to be able to stick around? Yeah. Will Wade will be there. He's free. <laughs> People that don't watch college baseball don't understand that top 10 in the country still don't make you top five in the SEC in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – there's just so much competition, especially in the SEC, that 
-hmm. And a lot of these rankings, I mean, do they really matter at this point? No, probably not. Uh, At this point, you know, like Tennessee obviously cruising right now, playing well, but rankings eventually I don't think are going to matter until you get much closer to potentially hosting. Uh, Especially in a year like this, even – and this will kind of stem to what we're talking about next, but like the NCAA tournament, it you know, going into it, you think, hey, feels like some of these top seeds will have more of an advantage because there's no fans to get behind the underdogs or anything. And it seems like it's actually gone the opposite way where a lot of these, you know, smaller teams, it, it really doesn't feel like there's any dominant team this year in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we know who was dominant in the first round, the Oregon State Beavers. I still am. That was the worst Tennessee. Okay, other than when Michigan beat us by 30, which Michigan was a better team that year. So this may be the worst Tennessee tournament performance ever. So here's the question. Obviously, Tennessee fans will probably be rooting against Oregon State for putting them out. I could not care less, whatever. Well, let's just say they're going up against the real villain of the tournament on Saturday. And that's one sister. Yeah, I will not even acknowledge that she has a name at this point. Did anyone see my statistic about Sister Jean on Twitter this week? No. What what did we say about Sister Jean? Sister Jean was born closer to the Civil War than she was to the premiere of Star Wars. I saw I saw that she was born when Babe Ruth was playing for the Red Sox. Yes, nineteen nineteen. Are you saying that Sister Jean will rise again? I'm saying that Sister Jean needs to go away. Well, not she's done like, it. We're not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not killing her, but I, I'm just over Sister Jean. She, just get over yourself at this point. She's such a bitter subject for we Tennessee Volunteers. I bet she doesn't even tithe. Okay, so I know this is a terrible thing to bring up, but do you think that she is Loyola Chicago's bag woman? Because nobody's ever going to call her on it. They're, like, legitimately good. That's what I don't understand. They're not just hot. Like, they were legitimately better than Illinois. Yes, they're, they were much better. Like, they know what they do, and they do it really well. And there's a lot of teams you can't say that about in this tournament. Um, Another one that's kind of like that was, um, oh, who was I watching the other day? Um, Oral Roberts in both of their games. They they know what they do really well, um, and they don't they don't try and go away with it. Uh, A lot of these teams, it seems like they've tried to slow down Mm -hmm. instead of pushing the pace, and it's ended up killing them. Man, did y'all see Oregon scored, was it 54 points and a half mm-hmm. the other day? And uh, we scored 56 points in a game. Yeah, it just seems like, and Oregon's got a tough matchup against USC coming up. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a lot of these teams have, have gone away from what has got them there. Meanwhile, Gonzaga looks like nothing's going to bother them and that was one of the biggest questions i had going in the tournament was you know mm-hmm. was a weaker schedule going to bother them apparently not well many people doubted me when i said they're the overall number one seed for a reason because people were saying i ah, they didn't play a tough schedule 
my bracket national champion is Gonzaga. No worries about them whatsoever. They're the best team in basketball. Far and away, it ain't close. Yeah, I've got a – I went with Michigan in mine, but, I mean, Gonzaga definitely looks like – Looks like the, the one that's going to go the distance. The Big the Ten. Big coach just seems like a really likable dude. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Favorite. The Big Ten, you know, speaking of Michigan, Big Ten's having a fantastic tournament, aren't they? Fantastic. <laughs> not. Hate to see not. it. Hate to see it. Yeah. The Meanwhile, the Pac-12 has four teams left in this thing, so – and get one of them guaranteed to move on because we got an Oregon USC matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, got games on Saturday and Sunday this week. Can Alabama just not win the tournament, please, God? You know that you you know they're going to make it to the Final Four. I can't, I can't, I couldn't, I can't handle it. Just go, go ahead and on, pencil it in. Going up against former Bearcat legend Mick Cronin. Um. Yeah, Mick Cronin, this is going to be a fun one to watch because Cronin's going to try and slow that thing down to a snail's pace and Alabama's going to try and go, go, go. So I watch Alabama close or Bama's going to run away. I watch Alabama basketball and I just get so envious. They just play so fast. They jack so many threes. They hit so many threes. Like, it's basketball from 2021. You don't enjoy watching Eve's Ponds block a shot and then everyone run down court and then waste the entire shot clock and get off a terrible shot? I've tried to – now, I'm obviously a bring Bruce home homer. I've tried to defend Rick so much and not overthink it, but I think the game's just passed him by. Oh, I really do. We've established but, it here. The mid-range jumper is no longer effective in college basketball. Playing this nitty-gritty, we play defense, let's be tough, that just does not work anymore. And he's a coach that's won, you know, 700-and-something games. You're not going to change his mind that that don't work anymore. Yeah, it's um, it's been tough for the, the Deacon. And you got to hope that, now, much like uh, I'm a big Greg Popovich fan, I know that's shocking, but um, shocking. like like he's adjusted to like his players, and now he's playing at a, a faster pace and and opening the floor and shooting more threes. You got to hope that Barnes is able to do that because if not, people are not going to be happy soon, and it yeah. may have already started. I'm not going to actively campaign to fire Barnes, but it's it's in the back of my head. I'm kind of ready for it. Hey, Popovich, Mount Rushmore of jerks. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm like Goose. I'm not campaigning for the man to be fired. However, I am always campaigning to bring back Bruce. BBB. You know what used to make me emotional back in the day? You'd see those Twitter videos with I'm coming home in the background to show a bunch of Bruce Pearl highlights. But. About make a man tear up. Back in the glory days when he had all the Smiths holding up to Tennessee after we beat Memphis, you know, uh, number one in the country until we lost to Fandy. Um, you know, all those fun memories. Later. <laughs> we got to get Brian Williams on here. I don't hey, care about ratings the, anymore. You're the man with the connections here. Jeez. Hey, t- today also the anniversary of 
uh, Randy Johnson killing a bird. Yes, there's a great article on The Athletic that if you subscribe to it, you need to read about it. Um, I know one of the guys in it's quoted as saying he thought they were playing a prank on Randy Johnson and gave him an exploding ball. <laughs> then they finally realized that he had hit a bird. Just an all-timer. Like, please, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you are, you know, of, of our massive fan base out there, if you skew towards the younger side of it, go check out Randy Johnson making a bird explode. Yeah, just Google Randy Johnson bird, and it'll be probably the first thing to pop up. If yes. it would have happened in today's society, oh, Lord. you imagine PETA? It probably it probably ended up being a race a, a, a racial issue too. We won't get into that again, bro. Oh my god, it was a lot. Right. That's Mark Clem segment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Seek shelter today. <laughs> Seek shelter from these comments on the <laughs> on the tweets. Um, so <laughs> speaking of um, some conspiracy action, because we know that. The Clem household believes in conspiracies. Get your uh, tin full hats on. Had a little uh, officiating conspiracy action and some NHL action. What? Uh, ref- referee Tim Peel, uh, who was uh, working the Predators Red Wings game uh, Tuesday night, they caught him on a live mic. Um, and on the live mic, he said uh, earlier in the second period, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a bleep penalty against Nashville early in the game. And then the audio cut off. Nobody knew what it was about, but after everybody heard the um, the recording, they thought, okay, this guy's out to get Nashville. Uh, the guy's been suspended. Uh, a bunch of the Predators players said they had no clue what was going on. They didn't understand why he said it. Uh, and now the NHL kind of has some issues because if one of these guys is doing this, then I would have to imagine there's going to be more than that. They all doing it, baby. It's just who you catch. Is is do you think this is going to turn into a Tim Donahue situation like with the NBA, or is this just kind of a hey, this guy was an idiot? Um, because you know that a lot of officials probably think these things. He's just trying to make something right. He just said it out loud. But they're not dumb enough. Like, we know that makeup calls exist. A hundred percent. Even you can say they don't, but they do. Um, Subconsciously, they have. So is this a, a situation where he's like, hey, I owe them one because I missed one earlier in the game? Or is he like, are there some other factors in play that, may result in las vegas being involved interesting i think he just he just had something has something against nashville all officials have something against tennessee sports it's a known fact come on come on all officials sec officials nfl officials nba officials nhl officials twsaa officials got something against rockwood it's all of them they're all against us kingston hasn't committed a foul yet yeah oh my god so you can find these conversations ex- exclusively on the Coach T message boards. God, uh, I love and, Coach T. <laughs> and the uh, the Vol, any Vol message board uh, I learned, that you'd like to frequent. 
I learned the identity of a few Coach T message board posters that absolutely have me dying laughing. And then I learned who they were, and it made it even funnier. I can't give them out on this website. Oh, no. Come on. We can give them out on our Patreon. Yeah, maybe Patreon exclusive. We'll we'll give it out at the live live event. Um, I'll invite them to come listen. Can you give us, like, a little tease? Um, I know who the Pink Panther is on all the six AAA threads. The Pink Panther? So go read the Pink Panther on any District 6 AAA basketball-related threads. I can I can re- reveal a certain Twitter account that says he's the real person but is not the real person. Take it back. Take a it certain, back. A certain mm. Roan County coach. Is it, Take a, it so back. is it is it a football coach? It is. Take mm. it back. Well, so. I know pa- I know Panky runs his own account. Yes. Um, let's see. Travis Tapp doesn't have a Twitter. No. That leaves three more. Not that I know of. What an interesting more. Twitter account that would be. <laughs> Stone Cold Travis Tap. Stone Cold Travis Tap. I'm making that tonight. Speaking of uh, Tap, I saw one of his disciples yesterday, uh, Jace Green down at Ray County. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I, was in, I was in Ray County for some soccer, and he was there after their workouts. A little so. football? Yeah, a little football. The uh, – Stone Memorial Panthers did not fare so well at Rockwood the other night, or at Rockwood, at uh, Ray County the other night. Or some people call it communist kickball. Mm-hmm. Only red-blooded Americans. Gambrell, before we move on from the topic of conspiracy theories, <laughs> give me one conspiracy theory that you subscribe to. Stevie Wonder isn't blonde. That's okay. my conspiracy theory. There's okay. There have been multiple videos of him like there's one where he catches a mic stand as it falls nobody says anything about it but he he is totally he can totally see he is using it as a way to sell music that's a that's a long act to keep up hey if it makes you money at first like if you let's say that you pretend to be blind chase not that you would ever do this no and then people are like oh my gosh i can buy shirts from this blonde guy and help him out now he's really creative and then so they start making you money and you get more business because you're blonde would you not continue the act i don't know again i'm a pretty honest person okay i don't hide behind the fake names of any of any one person all right, you're you're a real one, huh? That's right. Goose, what conspiracy theory do you subscribe to? Mattress firm is a money money laundering front. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have y'all ever in your life seen a busy mattress firm? Never mm-hmm. have. How many mattress firms have you seen in your life? A whole lot of them. Yeah. People yes. don't when's the last mattress either of y'all bought? Yeah, it's been a little while. I've never <laughs> I I've never bought a mattress in my life. I've had a hand-me-down mattress that I put one of those thick toppers on. Breaking, but breaking. Think about how expensive and how infrequently mattresses are purchased and how many mattress firms are out there. And that's not even the only place. Think about how many Serta stores there are, furniture stores that have them, like Mayberry's Furniture here in Crossville. There's oh, Shameless plug. There are a big, big advertiser in the Crossville Chronicle. 
Um, there are so many mattress firms out there in prime real estate that are just never busy. There's Ever. only there's only one mattress place that I trust. And one, mattress. Only one, mattress Mac. Mattress Mac. What a hero. Listen, I have a mission for the podcast here. We're going to stake out the Turkey Creek mattress firm one day and count how many, oh, no. customers, how many customers even go in. Yes. Should we send them an email and ask? <laughs> so we can get some inflated numbers before Com- we go over there. Compare it. Yeah. They probably it. say they serve hundreds a day. I think we'll have a clear shot from uh, McAllister's Deli across the street. I love McAllister's, McAllister's Deli. Overrated. I'll say it. You're yeah, insane. <laughs> now, for what you're getting, it feels a little expensive, but the food is top quality. Just never been a big McAllister's fan. It is. Oh, Remember yeah. when they had it in the bottom of Thompson Bowling Arena? Dang. There used to be one on the bottom of TBA. Back in the day. Yep. I course, frequented that. Of course, we got Oak Ridge McAllister's, so... You know what? Oh, spring break's coming up for me this week. I may go get me some McAllister's. I may try it out again. Let me go with you. There's one up here in Cookville, boys. Come to the Plateau. Oh, God. (laughs) Meet me in Crossville. I'd rather rather not. Meet me in Crossville. I'll I'll take us there. Print the shirts. Come to the Plateau. Come to the Plateau. Meet me me on the Plateau. Speaking of shirts, Chase, I have a, uh, a proposition for you after the podcast is over okay for some shirts so all right i'm in all right so moving on uh hey do we have any uh, sponsors this week chase we'll have to check with goose goose plug us plug us the old mattress store at the old furniture store we'll see i already did my shameless plug for mayberry's furniture who actually i bought a product from mayberry's this pillow right here is about a 80 90 dollar pillow but is the best investment of my life Think Sweet about this. Mother Mary of God, you paid $80 for a pillow? Think about this. I'm going to justify it right here. Humans spend more time in their bed than any other place on earth. A third of every day is spent in your bed. So why not spend top dollar on sleeping, sleepwear, and accessories like pillows? Well, they took goose hook, line, and sinker. Guess who gets a good night's sleep every night? Uh, apparently up on the plateau you get a good night's sleep you do you got for, the best, pillow. for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world some of us some of us down here you know we can't lay our heads down on our pillow at night nope get a good night's rest i know all too i know all too many all right so we've talked the talk we've went through the news this week Let's get to everyone's favorite segment. Yes. It's time to name that ball. Yes. Segment I'm not losing in. That is correct. Goose two. Chase one. This week I I, I feel like I've I've reached into my bag a little bit more. Um, I've made it a little bit harder this week. But we will see. I could I could totally be wrong. Last week I thought I was I was being tricky with the the football stats, but but we will see here. I already have my guess. To make a catching. Oh my God. It is Constantine Ritzman. Yes. Wow, it is definitely not. And it's not Will Overstreet either. Oh, all right. okay. Um, all right. So your first clue, which is uh, if it if this gives it away, then I'm 
I'm just out. Goose All is right. up first. Goose is going first. Goose is oh, going first this time. Listen to, listen to Chase trying to play the game. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like the the leader gets to make that call. Okay. Um, okay. I, okay. So this ball. Wait, hold on. Okay. So seven seven clues. They go from hardest to easiest. Um, this ball was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, and attended Booker T. Washington in Tulsa. Well, son, I have no idea. Well, it's um, Martin Dennis Grindstaff. <laughs> not Stephen uh, Pearl either. Major <laughs> Major Wingate. Chase, where are you going? Bob, Bobby Mays. All right, moving on to round two. Ah, oh, man. About had him. Um, this, this athlete played football and basketball in high school. Uh, he played alongside Felix Jones in football and was the point guard for two state title winning teams in basketball. Lord. Felix Jones. Let me get back to the end. Scotty uh, Hobson. Trey Golden. All right. Moving on to the third round. Feel Trey Golden, better, good one. Uh, this ball was at UT for four years and played in three of them. His first year at UT was cut short by a knee injury. Mm. Vincent Yarborough. That's a so blast from the past. You're a little early oh, on him. <laughs> You didn't want to go Ron Slay next? Uh, <laughs> um, 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 Tyler Bray. All right, moving on. This player struggled to break out at Tennessee, but David Cutcliffe was able to unlock his potential. Jonathan Crompton. That's got to be it. What you're both going with? Yep. Moving on. Ah! His biggest plays involved Eric Ainge at quarterback, but later on he would catch passes from a Super Bowl MVP. Mm. Oh, this is good. I feel, I'm feeling real confident this week about my my clues here. This has got to be somebody that transferred. So what Super Bowl MVP have we had here? Cordero Patterson. Chase? My head hurts right now. I don't even know. Hey, you got to have a guess. You got to have a guess to catch up here. Jeez. Swain. Moving on. God. Round six. He played for two franchises in his NFL career, but started and ended his career with the same team. That team picked him as a first-round pick. this is great i I have no idea i feel phenomenal this way i don't i don't know my draft picks from 10 years ago i feel phenomenal i will say this most people viewed him as a bust robert meacham yes meacham you're going meacham yep meacham is the correct answer Dang. dang chase played defense 
So my my tricky one there was that he caught passes from a Super Bowl MVP, which is true, but it was Drew Brees when he was with the Saints. Mm. The last clue was in 2006. He was All-SEC, All-American, went pro after his junior season, and he was the sixth player in school history to record more than 2,000 yards receiving in a season. So shout out Robert Meacham. This is probably the last time anybody's heard from him in a while. God. I can't think of old school Tennessee receivers without thinking of Dante Stallworth. The future. What about well, I mean, we, we are talking about UT wide receivers. What about the, the greatest UT wide receiver of all time? A, a man you have mentioned several times on this on this podcast. Who, me? No, goose. Are we asking about the nuke? One Nuke Richardson. Nuke Keith Richardson. What do we got to do to get him on the pod? God, you probably got to pay $5 a minute. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here we are. Decisions have consequences, people. We're gonna. I'm going to make a quick... Um, a, a quick look over Twitter to see if... Um, it's it's not looking good so far. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, yeah, the Colts no signed new Keith Richard. The Colts signed a new Keith Richardson four yeah. years after arm. Interesting. Well, they also signed another former ball. Winning David, is all that matters. David Ricky. <laughs> That's correct. Tennessee yeah, him. Time. The Golden Eagle himself. <laughs> the pride of Tennessee Tech. Yes. <laughs> Have y'all seen that Tech's uh, new, like, fitness center has a golf simulator in it? Oh, yeah. That's, it's big time up there now. Golf simulators are $20,000 alone. By the they're way, saying, can, we, can we fix the football stadium? I'm they're saving all that money not hosting the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Bowl. Whatever that is. Blue Cross true. Blue Shield Championships. Yeah. Hey guys, I uh frequented Toots last week. Oh, no, with the Kingston Yellow Jacket basketball team. Mm. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Went, it went great, Gambrell. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Couldn't be happier. I had me a good time Thursday down there with the, the Yellow Jackets that come from behind win. Yeah. And now it's baseball season. And now everybody in Rome County is playing baseball. That's right. Hey, we've had some good baseball up here on the plateau the last few days. Cumberland County Jets beat Cookville. Oh. And the Stone Memorial Panthers are three and one. It sounds like they've had a kind of a bounce back because I know a few years ago they were struggling up there. So that's good. They were. Coach Coach Trent Stokes has taken that program from the bottom to the top. They will started, be here this year. Oh, no. Say it, Gambrell. Say it. So you're saying they started from the bottom and now they're here? Now they're here. Okay. Hey, listen, friend of the podcast, Jake Witter, poses this question at Southwest Point the other night because Cherokee played a – I don't know. How many, how many middle schools are in Cumberland County and what filters to wear? There's nine of them, and it goes five to one school, four to the other. I mean, I could break down which one feeds which school, no. but is that what the so listeners want to hear? 
No. So there's nine middle school baseball teams. No, there's nine middle schools that feed into two middle school programs. Okay. God, that ought to be some decent talent then. Which one did they play? I don't even know. I mean, it's the the middle school Jets and the middle school Panthers. Oh, then it was the Jets. Okay. Um, Yeah, nine elementary school, elementary slash middle in Cumberland County. Um, that feed into two feeder programs in baseball and football. Because imagine nine middle school football teams. Jeez. Where does Pineview Pine feed into? Pineview is a stone memorial feeder. Okay. Just right up Rockwood Mountain again, bro. Yep. Pineview is where many great Rockwood legends attended, including Jared and Jordan Brazil. That's yes. true. Pineview and Oakdale put out a lot of good rockwood athletes can i tell y'all can i tell y'all that growing up in oakdale i didn't know pineview was there until i got to college interesting i didn't know pineview existed until we had a pineview kid come to rockwood yeah it's right up the hill on right up the hill in westall this is is the content that people want the westall wombats right up there this is the number one podcast in westall this is according to our metrics I want to get a sign, but at that gas station in the uh, rooftop bar. This is also the number one podcast on Poplar Creek in Oliver Springs. <laughs> so, a, a lot of great action. All right, so let's uh, let's close this thing out. Any uh, any shameless plugs we need to mention? Anything in the the Chronicle this week? Or uh, well, you yeah. already know the Crossroad Chronicle is your leading sports information you know sports coverage source in cumberland county we have everything soccer baseball softball track and field tennis golf community up in fairfield if you need to know about the sports world in cumberland county you come to the crossville chronicle and their award-winning sports editor i mean how many other sports editors in the area are on their own podcast i can't think of a single one i mean this is the the fastest growing podcast in Rome county and cumberland the Rockwood Sports Network was on remote at the sports complex tonight. Lead beat writer Ed Grief was in attendance for the Rockwood Harriman baseball game. And how'd well, that end up? Just as you would expect. The people the, the people were flocking to him as he was giving creative insight to the game. Well, we hopefully uh, brought you a little insight this week on some sports stories. Uh, for Deuce, for Chase, I'm Gambrell, and we will talk to you next week.